Hello and welcome to MILF Talk, Make Your Life Fabulous. I'm Sophie Venable, author, life coach, mother of two. And whether you're married with children, single, divorced, poly, or somehow all of the above, I am talking to you about life, relationships, dating, and sexy time. Sexy time. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. I'm excited to be back doing MILF Talk. And not only that, but here at LA Talk Radio. Yes. Which is It's live. Cool. It's live. I know it's a we little terrifying. We never did it live before. <laughs> this is new. No. No, we haven't. I'm not sure that I can trust you. <laughs> Very scary. I'll try not to say anything that's oh. going to get me fired. Okay, but I have I have something for you. Wait, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not already familiar with the with the manly voice coming out of the other microphone, it's your favorite actor and mine. Please welcome Todd Robert Anderson. Oh, wow. Thank you, everybody. It's your sound effect. What a crowd. I know. It's like a small, real, like, groundlings crowd or yeah, something yeah. It's you know like it's a like a small <laughs> club it's like That's, you know yeah. you're worthy yeah that's all good thanks. you know they were very happy though the whistles yeah they were very, very excited yes. yeah yes, very yes, exuberant yes. so so we're back we're back we're back it's the return of how long has it been since well i actually found yesterday i went and and figured out which was our last episode at uh, when we were at sideshow network mm-hmm. and um that was a while ago. There was like this whole thing. Like I was, I was, my mom was moving. It was like a big change of life. I needed to like help her. And then she decided not to. And oh. so, yeah. <laughs> so, so in the meantime, I've been like writing and creating. And I actually took kind of a personal hiatus, which I won't really bore everybody with my issues, but you know, I'll talk about them when they're relevant, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, um, but took a little time off and I have written a book. Oh. So I thought, why not? come back now do a podcast so yeah so i have written a book called intentional dating how to stop dating by default and find your best life partner dating by default yes what is what is dating by default (laughs) well dating by default is kind of what everybody does and um and women are a little bit more susceptible to this issue than men um because what happens is and and again as you get to know me, I um, when I talk about men and women, I know I sound like I'm talking in you know gross generalities, but I understand that everybody's unique, you know. And, sure. But these are I've talked to hundreds, if not a thousand, people about this stuff, <laughs> and there are general, you know, issues. Mm-hmm. So, and I mainly work with women, and I've worked with couples and um, and a few men. I have a little like course on my website for men as well, um, but. Um, Dating by default means you're sort of try to make it work with whoever chooses you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you, and, and again, this is, I mean, guys, like I said, they, they kind of do this too, but they're more visceral and they have to sort of feel into it over time before they've really made any decisions about whether or not this is a relationship that's going to go further. Mm-hmm. And women, we tend to be in the future. We tend to see the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we and so what happens is is if a guy checks a few boxes on paper then meaning like oh he's got a job <laughs> and, oh. he's, and and a car and he I, still talks, I have a car yeah and he still talks to like you know some of his friends and, you know i mean like decent human being and and you know this is baseline people baseline uh-huh. and so if um if you have that then there's this notion that you're supposed to try to make it work or you're, you know, you just don't break up with a guy like that or, you know, but maybe he'll turn into somebody that I'm really sexually attracted to. And most of the time, the sex doesn't get better, by the way. Most of the time, it sort of like stays the same or get worse unless you're, you know, you're passionate. You're, well, I mean, I, I you, again, never say never, but sometimes people can, you know, communicate in a way and like open up each other's minds and like, you know, figure out what works. And, and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um <coughs> But most of the time, um, if you're not like super sexually attracted to somebody, you're probably not gonna be, you know. Yeah. So. But you're saying that <laughs> sometimes people uh, date someone they're not that attracted to just because it's what's there. Well, yeah. It's there's this there's this there's this you know when somebody says they're single, it's it's really weird. It's almost like it's it's almost like being broken or diseased or something Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god i can't believe you're single or how could you be single or why are you single and you would think we were past that but we're really not Mm -hmm. and um 
and you know sometimes we're just in a season of our life where like it's fucking great to be single or it's healthier right. to be single or you know i feel like a lot of uh younger women um i see online like sort of celebrate their singleness yes like they don't want to be married or have kids or anything right want to be single yes and if they're genuinely excited about that and not the rest of the time that they're not online saying oh my god i just keep dating these assholes and blah blah. it's like right. if you really want to be single then what are you dating and are you looking and that's what i mean about intentional dating mm -hmm. because dating by default is what happens when you are sort of celebrating your singlehood and it's not really where you want to be okay right. And, and that's okay. We can embrace everything about being single and be completely okay with the present moment. Um, but if you want to be excited for more, go ahead and be excited for more. Right. Like instead of being in resistance to that and then just kind of going like, well, if it magically happens in my life. But the problem is, is that's like asking for um, a, an organic garden to just right. appear in your backyard. Like, <laughs> yeah, they don't do that. They don't do that. Yeah. You know, you have to like get the plants and, you know, till the soil, yep. <laughs> like feed and water, you know, and, um, and pick, you know, pick things that go well together, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, so we have to kind of, if what you want ultimately is a life partner mm -hmm. and that's, that's what this book is called, you know, it's how to stop dating by default and find your best life partner. Now for people in their twenties, they in that situation they can be completely aware of the fact that they're probably not going to choose a life partner right now some people right. are like i still gotta get through school i gotta get you know i don't want to have yeah, kids yeah. yet i don't want to you know we have a lot of different reasons that we get married now and you know or move in together mm -hmm. um so i almost call this like the, the the lonely decade like if you don't know how to do it because we don't go from our family of origin to like our new household like right. we don't do that anymore. Right. You know, we like, used to. We used to. It was like it was arranged. five minutes ago. Yeah. You yeah. know, like we like in human history. I mean, we that's how things were. Like this whole sort of um, solitude is not really normal mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. for humans. You know, we are social creatures. Sure. And so we sort of stumble through these these relationships that we fall into, and by default, and then that creates our story that creates right. our story around dating and relationships and what kind of men are out there and what kind of women are out there and what it always looks like and mm -hmm. they're always this way and they're never this way and that you know it becomes um because bonding happens and when bonding happens expectations come in mm -hmm. and when expectations are broken this is when we get very upset with each other right <laughs> right this is when we get really mad so um, I so, feel like some people still do that, though. They get out of their home they grew up in and almost immediately get married and yeah. have kids. I mean, I, f I feel like that happens more in like the small town I came from and yes. small towns. And then the urban situation is more people take their time. Yeah. Well, I had a really interesting conversation with a girl. When I, went to, um, I went to Mississippi uh, to visit Ole Miss. I went with my daughter just to check out school. And I had this really interesting conversation with this girl of course you know hi hi three words are spoken back pack down and you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing a session mm -hmm. she's a psych major and she was saying that a lot of her friends had all these big dreams and then they started dating and now they're like yeah i'm just gonna you know uh be a teacher get married and not that there's anything wrong with being a teacher and have kids but they that just became put the those focus. Dreams on the back burner. Yeah, they're the... just like, oh, I don't need to do those things. Like, I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm gonna do this. And and I do think it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with you know wanting to raise children, but um, but it is interesting in in this town in particular that that was her story. I hadn't really heard that from right. younger people out here. It's more like, I got to work on my career. I got to get through this. Sure. I gotta, you know. So, um, and you know, rent is so expensive. Oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I live in I a no, pod. Yeah, I so. have no, yeah, I have no time for a relationship yeah. because I have to work three jobs. You know, there's, there's, there's all these lifestyle issues. But what's never going to go away for humans is the desire for connection, mm -hmm. and for many or most, the desire for sex. Mm -hmm. So, what do you do? You know, I don't, I don't know. Well, 
jack, didn't. jack off a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. You can do that too. It's like, I can keep you out of trouble. Yeah, sure. You know? so, That's the safest sex you th- can have. That is. There are no STDs from that. No, That's you really for sure. don't. And you generally don't get pregnant. No, generally. <laughs> generally. No, yeah. Just like the Holy Mary, she did, but that's it. Well, she was special. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Can't help that's that. the only one I can think yeah. of off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't even know if it's true. I don't, you know, who knows? <laughs> See, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you in trouble. Wait a minute. Todd, leave. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> All right. So, well, well, what I like, what I want, what the, the reason I wrote the book, because this is sort of my course and my coaching and stuff that I do, that I do with women, is that I really kind of want to spread this information further to, to younger people and, and and beyond mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because the idea of being more intentional about the kind of relationship that you want to have in your life or the kind of relationships like friends, how you want to deal with your family, how you want your work relationships to look, anything like that. The, you know, two out of the three elements that I teach are applicable to all of your relationships, including your relationship with your kids. And so, um, so, even if you're say in college and you know you're not like looking for the one um how nice would it be to if you you're gonna do it anyway you're gonna you're gonna meet somebody at a party like you know it's i mean unless you're just gonna stay in your dorm the whole time you know (laughs) so and people do that too Mm -hmm. but it's very likely you might meet a human being that you're attracted to at some right, point, right? right? And you might end up sleeping with them and then you're going to be bonded to them and then you might sleep with them three or four times and then like next thing you know, you've got a boyfriend or girlfriend right. or whatever. So so wouldn't it be nice if those people that you drew into your life were good people that you that that were a better fit for you, that were kind and that you could be yourself with mm-hmm. and that you felt you know, might have your back and that, and that these are, these are qualities that we forget about that we don't really realize are qualities that feel like love. Right. So I'm, I'm boldly defining love. (laughs) If I may be so ballsy Wow. to, (laughs) to just say, when you are with somebody that you feel like you can completely be yourself with Mm -hmm. and you like who they are authentically. And when you feel that they have your back and they care about, your happiness and your growth as a person that feels like love yeah it does feel like and love. that can be you know a, an experience of of a teacher or a coach or a, a friend or a family member um you can you can love your child that way you know mm-hmm. because when you think about it if you don't let somebody really be who they are like especially as the parent you know when the parents kind of in charge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think you're in charge of your child's spirit but you're not no not at all <laughs> give it up right now yeah um because and and then you start to feel the resistance you know people hear my daughters and i talk to each other and they're like god i just can't believe the relationship you have or that they would say that in front of you or that they would talk to you about that and i'm like i i just don't ask them to be anybody other than they are Right. Like I just, you know, like I'm not going to ask them to pretend that they're not sexual beings. I'm not going to ask them to pretend that they, you know, don't get upset when somebody, you know, rejects them or like, you know, like mm-hmm. there's just sort of this like it's not like your feelings are inconvenient for me. Right. <laughs> right. Know? And who you are. I just I don't this is not going to look good to the neighbors, whatever, you know, like there there's um, if if you're asking somebody to not be who they are that doesn't feel like love no no it wouldn't because it's completely fear-based yeah and you wouldn't i mean you wouldn't want to do that with a a person that you're romantically involved with either no but people do it all the time yeah people do it all the time they're trying to shape somebody into something they're not because that's what they want is that what you're saying because that seems yeah or um they were brought up differently. You know, uh-huh. I mean, when we meet somebody, we're essentially joining our families of origin. Sure, <laughs> like, sure. Like everything that you learned about money or sex 
or uh, politics or whatever, mm -hmm. right, is in your cells, right? Mm -hmm. And everything I learned about money and politics and sex is in my cells. So I think my way's right. Right. Because that's all I've ever known, right? Or that's what my my parents have said is right. And if it wasn't right, I got in trouble. Because right. I couldn't think, you know, like, I'm not talking about my parents in particular. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, that that is how most of us are operating. Where most of us are operating, like, from the past. We're, we're, sure. Right? And so... And people get entrenched in that stuff. And it's scary to let go of it. Yes. I, I always think about that. You know, because I literally lost my religion mm -hmm. uh, when it, you know when I went to college, and uh, that REM song always stuck in my head, losing my religion. Yeah, and I think it's more than just religion too. I mean, I think people get entrenched in their politics, and they get entrenched in how they grew up and how they think mm -hmm. things should be according to the way they were brought up. Mm -hmm. and which they is, don't, which it's is hard so to step influenced out of by that. religion, like how yeah. you feel about homosexuality or anything is influenced ultimately by that, right? Sure, so yeah. so these are these are basic ways of looking at humanity and looking at the world that are just part of you cellularly and they're part of your identity. Well, and it's scary to let go of that stuff. It's scary. Always. It's scary to I mean cuz when I quit being Catholic, which mm -hmm. is, you know, at least that's something that uh, I could, I could do. Mm -hmm. um, not you know because my parent my dad wasn't Catholic my mom was but he went to church with us so I had a little bit of you know a more malleable nature mm -hmm. as far as that was going but it still so was completely yeah it was still weird though to remove myself from it and then go back and my friends who I went to church with and all that they're still going to church but I don't so I've felt like separated from them on a certain level of course and mm -hmm. out in the wilderness on my own and you know church can be very protective and sure. insulating it gives you a like a center point yeah yeah exactly know? and um but if that center point doesn't feel authentic to you then now you're in relationship say with your parents or with your mom saying like this is but this is who i authentically am and it's this isn't this well, isn't what feels right to me. Yeah, all of her children eventually lost religion, so <laughs> my mom. So she's over there with her rosary. Felt like, like a failure for a long time. Well, then oh, she funny. she herself, yeah. uh, uh, God bless her, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, uh, left the Catholic Church as wow. well. I mean, she's still a Christian, and she goes to another kind of mm -hmm. Christian church, uh, but she left the Catholic Church because. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, is it because of you know the scandals? and the molestations and all and she's like well that stuff is terrible but mostly i just hate the way the catholic church spends its money that's that's why she's like i don't understand why they spend so much money telling kids you know not to have sex and right. you know condoms are evil and all that stuff right, she's right. like it's crazy it's a crazy waste of money so you know i was proud of there her you for go. that <laughs> I remember, I remember when uh, my my ex's grandma. She lived to be ninety seven. Her name was Harriet. She was awesome, mm -hmm. and um, she. We were actually going to get Julia, my first child, baptized for her, like basically, you know, because because Jim wasn't like worried about it or whatever. And, right. and by the time Julia was born, and he said, you know, we're thinking about getting Julia baptized, like you know, with you know would that make you happy or whatever and she was like i don't care about that stuff anymore. yeah <laughs> she was like she was like 95 at this point <laughs> like some people well, okay. yeah some people hang <laughs> you know, on to just, it you just never you just never know but but again and religion is a huge thing and and that's okay that it's a huge thing like in the sense that that it's part of your it's part of your identity you can't help what you what you grew up with and how that sure. affects. but you do have to own it you do have to say like you know, my parents might not have like known everything or we might be in a different time now or we or or something might sit or not sit right with me. And, you know, that's part of sort of a natural part of differentiating from your parents. But when you get into a relationship with somebody to to be very rigid and to and it, it's very it happens a lot. People will sort of criticize how you talk about money or how you, mm -hmm. um, you know, like our children will never go on birth control, you know, until they're 25, you know, like, it, I mean, there's, there's sort of a, um, how, you know, how could you think that? Right. And it's like, well, 
because this is how I was raised. This is, you know, this was, this is how I've lived my life for X number of years before I met you. Right. <laughs> and I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Show for it. Worked it out. So, and that's the thing we have to kind of give each other credit for, especially when you're dating later in life. You know, when you're like dating after divorce and you meet people who, you know, they've made it this far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and if you don't really respect where they are or how they live their life, don't think you're going to change it. Right. Yeah, you can't. You know, because it doesn't feel like love. No. It it just doesn't. Like and and I think that's just the simplest way to put it. It's like if you're trying to change me always or, you know, then then it just doesn't feel like acceptance. It doesn't feel like love. Right. And if something really doesn't work for you and it's a deal breaker, then why are you here? Because right. we choose relationships for joy. And I think there's still a, you can say, well, no, we, you know, we, for the family and this and that, but we're kind of not there anymore. Like we really choose relationships for joy and for partnership and for witness and for, for, for all the good things. Because even if you say till death do us part, we all know that there's a, you know, a really good divorce lawyer business. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Out there. Like, we all know that exists. Right, right. <laughs> because it only takes one person to to call it. Right. You can say, I'm never getting divorced. Do you? you okay. Well, I, you don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> you actually I mean, I don't really know hope that. not. I hope not, too. You know? That but, would be sad. Yeah, I know. I don't want to. I don't want to get a fake divorce. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're not married, so I, no. you just have your boyfriend. Yeah, long time boyfriend. Long time boyfriend. Yeah, we're gonna be celebrating 11 years. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm very excited. That's cool. You mm-hmm. guys are like, um, um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Right? Yes, you're not yes, married, tonight, but yes. life partners. I totally have that body too. Yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. definitely awesome. <laughs> I'm definitely. And Mark Goldie looks Hawn. just like Kurt Russell, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll tell him you said so. <laughs> I love Kurt Russell. Oh, good. Yeah, I do. He's a good guy. He's one of my favorites. I love their little relationship. They're yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, they've been through some shit. Yeah. But they've had each other's back. Yeah, they have. So, and that feels like love. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. They seem to uh, really like each other. I mean, they are still together, right? I believe so. I get mixed. <laughs> I don't know who's... I'm well, so bad about that stuff. <clears throat> I think the other non-married couple... Um, I know there's lots of them, but... Uh, Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins, but Tim they, Robbins. Broke they broke up, up for sure. I yeah, because yeah. rooting for them. Yeah, she, well, she had to dedicate her time to tweeting about how everybody who isn't Bernie Sanders is uh, charlatan. You will not turn my. <laughs> you will not. You will not turn Mill Talk into a political podcast. That was that was a comment about. That's Susan okay. That's Sarandon. two. That's two. We noticed he almost he almost got kicked out. It's his second time. Okay. I won't. Yeah, because we talk about we'll talk about we'll talk about just about anything here, pretty much. But not. But not politics. Not I will politics. not do it. But I was talking about really about Susan Sarandon. I know. Yeah, sure you were. She, all she uh, does is talk about that stuff. I know. Well, you know, we've all got our soapbox. Yeah. My soapbox is this. This is a good yes. soap. It's a better soapbox than that. Yeah. But I, I like to talk about relationships of any kind, you know, really like parenting and, you know, and and friendships, friendships and, and, you know, crap like that. And Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you all want to email me and ask me questions, you can email me at Sophie at SophieVenable.com. And then um, I will happily talk about whatever you want me to talk about here. I have uh, like relationships with the people at the grocery store. Oh, because I do all the grocery shopping. Like yeah. I'm, I'm at the grocery store every other damn day because there's always something. There's always something that I forgot yeah. at the big shopping trip. So everybody at Ralph's, they know me. Oh, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's like a small town. Vibe. I do too. I have like a I have my 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 Packer fan friend. Uh huh. Adam. And so, but Adam always sort of says hi, like, like he's never met me before. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And then I'll be like, did you catch the game? You know, just uh-huh. and, and he'll be like, yeah, you know, but and, and I don't know. It's like, it's almost like maybe he doesn't want to interrupt me or something. Or maybe uh-huh. he's just like holding back. I don't know. It's kind of adorable. But, but he's a Packer fan and I'm a Packer fan for my dad. I'm a Rams fan too. Because my Rams came back. 
So just so you know, I actually will talk about football, but Todd doesn't like football. <laughs> so I won't do that. It's not that I don't like football. It's that I just don't care. I kind of, I care a lot less this season. Like some people actively hate professional sports. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they have a distaste for it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't care. The only one I really have a distaste for is like MMA. Like that stuff, like, and especially when yeah, you go my, to a restaurant, you go to a, a fucking restaurant, like you're eating mm-hmm. sushi. <laughs> sushi. You go to a sushi like, restaurant. It might as well kind of look like brains in front of you, right? And then they're just beating the crap out of each other. Uh huh. Like literally trying to kill each other. When my son was little, he was in Taekwondo. Yes. And his, uh, one of his teachers, whatever they're called in Taekwondo, mm-hmm. not sensei, I don't know, whatever they're called. Um, master. Master? I, I don't it know. wasn't master, it, it was yeah. something else, but I, I can't remember. But anyway, he was a really cool guy. Um, uh, he was just, you know, he was one of those guys, he was in great shape and he was smart and very people. polite and, you know, a respectful fella. But he was a fighter, mm-hmm. MMA fighter. So he'd tell, you know, the class, you know, I'm doing this MMA fight. And we took, I took my son to see one. Live? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that one, his uh, teacher did very well, you know. And like some of those bouts, they don't last more than a minute okay. before somebody taps out. Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, it was a cool experience and it was cool to see him, you know, and, and, uh, and then, so my wife decided to take my son to another match down the road. Uh, and I didn't go to that one, but in that one, he got the crap kicked out of him. Uh, he was choked out and he wouldn't tap out and he got, he had gotten poked in the eye, which was, you know, kind of dirty fighting. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't quit. I guess there's a line. He didn't quit, but oh like apparently God. it was very disturbing because oh. like he was, you know, going yeah. unconscious on the mat. And my wife came and was very mad at me about suggesting that she go. So right now you've now I can't go get her to go see Lucha Vavum with me. What's that? You don't know what Lucha Vavum is? No. What's Lucha Vavum? Oh, okay. Well, they they are not sponsoring the show, but you got to know about Lucha Vavum. <laughs> it's awesome. It's burlesque dancers. And luchadors. Wait, what's it's a luchador? It's the greatest show on earth. What's a luchador? A Mexican wrestler. So the guys with the masks and the costumes oh, and the capes oh, okay. and the, and the, and and the they, jumping and the do, do yeah. they wrestle? Yeah. Well, that yeah. might be a little different. And in because, between, yeah, the the girls come out and like do their their. That's that's like American pro wrestling though. It's a little bit stagey, right? The Mexican wrestling, or is it real? I mean, wrestling well, is I different. I would never. I would never ever want to disrespect a Mexican wrestler and say that that it's not real I'm not disrespecting anybody like I'm just you know but I I think there is a certain amount of but it's got to hurt oh sure oh my god oh yeah yeah so I mean all the American wrestlers they're all addicted to pain pills and stuff like that but the um uh but the show is just great it's such a party. That it's so much like fun. fun. And they all show up like in their bitching cars and do the red carpet. Like just the car show alone is like so cool. And then um, and then it's held at the Mayan mm-hmm. um, in L.A. So it's this really like cool interior. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just. That sounds neat. I'm kind of a Mexico file, though. I like I love all that kind of stuff. I'm telling you, Hill would would like that. Okay, good. Like part so you of haven't her, ruined everything for me. No, part okay. of her thing about the MMA is in her head. Because this was a Taekwondo instructor, mm-hmm. she was going to see a martial arts <laughs> match, and that's not what MMA is. Because it's 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 a real I can fight. See her coming home and putting her purse down and just being like, <laughs> "What did I witness? What did you make me watch? Why? <laughs> Shit!" <laughs> well, and Colby was... was little, and he was disturbed by oh, it too because baby. his teacher was yeah. was getting beat up. Yeah, so did he? Do, but yeah. MMA is different. Like, it's, if you go to a, like a karate thing, you know, there's rules. It's civilized. Yeah, but in a real fight, in real life, if you're in a scuffle, that's what happens. You wind up scuffling on the ground. That's how MMA goes. Yes, I know. I've watched it. While eating sushi, right? Yeah, like I yeah. would not want to eat sushi. No, it's well. horrible. It's yeah, horrible. Don't yeah, do that to me, especially yeah. like on a date. You know, you got to like make sure you don't see the. What about boxing? TVs. I know, I know. I I I respect boxers. I just don't generally choose to watch it. 
Yeah, I but don't again, either. like this came about because you were saying like some people actually hate sports, right? But I don't, I don't hate them, and 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 I get that. I always have like an intense respect for athletes. Like sure. you're talking about this guy who's like all in shape. I'm like, wow, where's that going? Right. Like, <laughs> like I go through you know fits and spurts of like. But uh, yeah, but, but he but like the, but the de- dedication and everything the like self discipline yeah. that it takes to do all that is like incredible and it's on your own it's not like a movie star where the studio is paying thirty thousand dollars a week so you can have abs in, in right. your superhero costume it's like these guys have to they do it on their own no, they do it because they want to like there's thousands of guys that that go to the combine and that want to be in the nfl right and um and they have a, a really slim chance yeah and they do like it, it's just unbelievable and what their partners do and like you know there's so many men in the nfl that are still married to like their college sweethearts because they've been through everything right and like yeah. that which they have to put themselves through sure. is like unbelievable well so, I, I i never had the desire to play football because i i was concussed in junior high and i, I don't ever want to be concussed again no i don't know why you maybe we could like that. just concuss you the other, other way. way yeah and i'm like I mean, maybe yeah, can you? Right. It's like when uh, the you get kicked by a donkey and the eyes go crossed and then you fall down a well and they go back to normal. Really? That sort of thing. Oh, this like Christmas vacation, oh. something that's just <laughs> <laughs> Randy Quaid just goes. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right. So, shall I give you my little spiel here? Yeah, give me the spiel. Okay. So, the main reason why dating by default is not good for you and your dating life and your dating story is because it adds to your shitty dating story. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Because what happens is you think that you've dated everybody. Right. This is what I hear all the time. Like, no, I just, I'm like so done with dating. I'm just like, every guy I go out with is this particular way, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, this will be like somebody who's maybe, you know, 50 and like, well, he was 29. Okay, so... I'm not saying you can't date young, younger guys, but this person's looking for a life partner. I was like 29 and unemployed and this and that. And it's like, okay, that's totally cool that you were attracted to him and went out with him and gave him a shot. But you knew from the beginning that he wasn't like life partner material for you. Mm-hmm. And so you got to like raise the bar and make the pool a little smaller, you know, sure. which requires some patience. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you just keep getting this like groove of thought habit of like, okay, everybody's just you know, nobody wants a commitment. Everybody's crappy. Nobody's you know, the only guys that go out with me are this. Like I hear right. that all the time. The only guys that go that go out with me are this, like or whatever. Yeah, and and that's where you have to get like just like if you were looking for a, a job or a school you know like if you're looking for a law school that's going to be like the right school for you you don't just go like walk into every educational building and like sit and like invest three months listening to classes and go oh shit this is dental school like whoops <laughs> like you just like you wouldn't do that you no, know you wouldn't yeah and, and if you want a life partner this is like seriously one of the biggest decisions of your life yeah, it's yeah. It's seriously one of the biggest decisions of your entire life. Probably will affect your life more than any other decision you make over the long run. Right. I mean, as you think about it, it's like where you live, who you have kids with, who you join your money with, who you It's a big deal. It's a big deal and and if you break up like from a marriage with you still are involved with that person. Right. Like literally Sometimes I'm I'm gonna know my ex husband for the rest of our lives. Right, like our kids. Fortunately, we get along, but it's like that was a big decision. Right, sure. <laughs> you don't realize it when you're like picking out a white dress. You're like, yeah. oh, this is great. <laughs> he proposed. Yeah. you know, <laughs> like these are really really big decisions. I was talking to a woman recently who said, she said I was dating a guy and. My friend's mother said to me, she's like, I was like, oh, yeah, he's really nice. And she's like, he is uh, like in law school and he's this and he's good looking. You know, you should be happy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she married him (laughs) and had a really 
devastatingly unfulfilling marriage. Yeah. 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 And and she's like, he is a good guy, you know, but not her guy. Right. And and we do things for funny reasons. We stay in relationships for funny reasons. Like we like on the outside it's good on paper or our you know, everybody says this person is great and I should like I'm being too picky. I hear that all the time. And again, being the biggest decision you'll probably ever make in your life, you should be picky. Sure. But I don't think people understand what they're being picky about. Right. And, and that's that's what I mean by being intentional. Like I I contend that that it's a bit of a mystery as to what it is you're supposed to feel in mm-hmm. a good relationship. Does that make sense? It does. Like I think I'm happy or everything like like do you know what I, like everything's we look good in our Facebook pictures and everything's everything, kind of... It checks all the boxes, it, but there's something missing is what right, you're saying. Right, right. I think people can go too far with the pickiness, too. You know what I mean? Yes. I, 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 like when they have such a specific... Like if it's just take looks, for example. Oh, yes. Like he has to be taller than me. Yes. He has to have I love this it when physical those, attribute. I love it when those women fall madly in love with somebody shorter than them. <laughs> <laughs> it, reminds, it, it reminds me of, um, oh, uh, Sex in the City. It's funny. I, I can't remember any of the characters' names right now. But the little brunette. Uh-huh. You know, her first husband is like tall, handsome prince, you know, meets meets him magically getting hit by a cab and you know like it's this fairy tale absolutely her, right. her fairy tale and it's just a, again devastatingly sad marriage <laughs> and then she falls in love with this like short bald guy who is just treats her like a goddess and they have the most amazing sex and like he's just the sweetest thing in the world right, right. and if there's a problem you know like he's kind of a nudist and he sits on the furniture and she's like use a towel and he's like oh yeah no problem like you know like he just he's just so like yeah whatever yeah, like no, yeah no this problem. is great you know and and she's just madly in love and it's and it's it's just the best because um because what happens there is she realized what she was craving and how she wanted to feel right and i think that when you get clear about how you want to feel and i don't think that people know how you can feel in a good relationship I think there is um, this sort of placeholder kind of ness, or like, like the boxes get checked off, and 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 they're really nice, mm-hmm. you know, or they might like some of the same things, or maybe the sex is good, um, but it generally doesn't stay good if some of these other things aren't in place. And so, what what I'm trying to teach people really is how to recognize how it feels to really be able to be yourself around someone. Mm. And you might never have had that in a relationship, like a romantic relationship. But you might have had it one time with one friend in one instance, right? right? right. (laughs) And and for that, I would want you to remember how that feels in your body. What does that feel like? And just get really familiar with that and and go ahead and want that. Mm -hmm. Like go ahead and and insist on feeling that way. Right. Because I get that people have a physical type or they, but I think again, that's about wanting a particular feeling. Or they want, you know, to marry a doctor or a, you know, yes, something like that. Yes. And that, that's a big, it's very interesting right now because, um, because I know a lot of people don't want to believe this and not going to get political, but times are tough. <laughs> oh yeah. And, um, and so, um, men and women are sort of looking to partners to help them feel more secure financially. And, and I think that there is, there is something normal and healthy about humans sort of wanting to help each other you know like I, I get that mm-hmm. but but you can't get away from the fact that what we actually want in relationship is love is to feel loved and to feel mm-hmm. partnered right yeah and and I'm not saying it won't last for five years or eight years or ten years but it's going to be an ugly implosion when it goes down when when it's based on 
you know, security. Right. Dr. Phil used to say, if you marry for money, you'll earn every penny of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, and, and again, that's, you know, people, people make arrangements all the time Mm -hmm. and that's cool. Okay. But what I primarily deal with is people who are saying, I just want to find my person. Right. Like I want to feel partnered. And there is a little voice in them saying like, I should marry a doctor. I should marry a lawyer. I should marry, you know, who my parents will approve of or somebody stable. Mm-hmm. But I literally had a conversation with a woman once um, who, you know, I was doing like a consult, mm-hmm. you know. And so we were talking about, I'm like, so so tell me, tell me a little bit about what you're looking for. Like, like, what are you looking for in, in, in a partner? And she was about um, 26. And she said, well, I'm looking for somebody stable. And, you know, I just I just want somebody who, you know, wants to be like serious about a relationship and like, you know, like wants to go out, but but like stable and has a job. And I and I had to stop her and I was like, (laughs) I'm I'm falling asleep. Like, (laughs) like, I'm literally and I said, I'm going to give you some tough love right now. Totally for free. I'm like, you need to go figure out what you like about men. Right. Because. Nobody's gonna raise their hand for that. Nobody's gonna be like, "I want to be that guy." Yeah, I'm like, stable. I'm stable. And I want to commit. And I want to be serious about relationship. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And but this is not uncommon, you know. And and I was kind. <laughs> I was. I wasn't an asshole to right. her, but I was like, this is this is serious right now, like for you, because because you're operating the world just looking for like a guy who wants to commit, and a guy who wants to commit in two weeks is is probably a control freak. Yeah. And so um, that's like a a red flag, you know. So because we we want to have fun. This is this is this is why we do this. Yeah, relationships should be fun and less I mean the word serious gets thrown around a lot and it's not a great word. And if you're if they're not, one of you will leave. Yeah. This is what (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, maybe you'll get married and have a couple kids first, but one of you's gonna leave. Sure. Like it's it just because it's too serious. It's, well, yeah, and it's too. It's like we are not the. We can get divorced. It's sure. easy, you know. Like I mean, it's terrible, it's and difficult, and expensive. Yeah. But it's like, but it we can break up. People are getting married less. So so this this illusion of forever, this illusion of like, I'm in a serious relationship and this is where I'm going to be 80 years from now is like, it's just an illusion. We literally don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now. And humans don't like that. We like to have some kind of illusion of knowing the future. And so we get very attached to this idea of like, well, he wanted to commit, so I better stick around. Right. Because we think that's such a rare thing. But when a man is in a relationship where he fully feels like he can be himself and where you have his back, and 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 he wants to do the same for you. I'm not. I'm talking. This is completely, uh, you know, mutual. Mm-hmm. They're thrilled to commit. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like, of course. Right. Yeah. Like they're they're there. Like if if you know they men enjoy security and consistency and love. Sure. And and the feeling of being partnered. They're just not going to decide that if they're, you know, healthy and realistic. They're just not going to decide that in like two weeks. Right. You know. And so it re- it does actually require a little investigation, you know. Yeah. We have to get to know each other. Sure. But to completely commit to a essentially a total stranger, I don't care if you're having sex with them or not, total stranger, you know, after a few weeks, is not wise. Yeah. To say it politely. <laughs> I'm trying to think if my wife and I, when we first started dating, ever had a conversation about being in a serious, committed relationship. <laughs> right. I don't think we did. I think it just sort of organically happened. I think before um, dating sites and and things like that where you had to, we have these funny little markers now. We have these markers of like taking our profile down. R- oh, right, or, right. Um, is now or going off of, or, yeah, going yeah. off of an app or putting your relationship status up. I mean you're in a relationship on Facebook these days, that's practically married. I mean, it's like (laughs) you've made a societal, like you've gone public, you've gone public. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 
which is kind of like what you do in a wedding, right? You're like, right. I'm bringing all my friends together and I'm letting you know we're in this. We're doing this. And that's kind of what Facebook does. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So it's a big deal. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, you know, because... It's like we need more words. We need more language to be able to have whatever this level of commitment is. Like, hey, we're going to use condoms until we're, you know, exclusive. Mm -hmm. How about that? We don't have to have to discuss when we're going to be exclusive as long as we're using condoms. Right, right. Right. So it's like that makes it real. That makes the we're not exclusive very real. Yeah. You know, or if you're going to sleep with somebody else and, you know, pursue that. I would like to know because I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want to do it that way. Right. Right. Or you might be like, don't tell me. Like, I don't know. Like everybody has their own, their own thing. You sure. Know? So not everyone is Tom Hiddleston. Right. He better not be a political figure. <laughs> no, he came out as uh, him and his wife. He, oh. They're polyamorous. Oh, congratulations. That's what he said. Yeah. He said it saved their marriage. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't sound right to me, but well, but I guess yeah, we can we we can do an episode on that. Actually, I mean, I think, um, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I could see how that would be after a very long marriage, when you're kind of going like, hey, so I really right love being life partners with you, but like, what do you think about this? Like, the only reason I would leave is because I would like to experience sex with somebody else or or what you know what i mean right. but but he's saying polyamorous yeah. i think that's i think he's probably just using a euphemism for swinging or something oh okay i mean i don't know unless they've got a third living with him. i really don't know oh, well you brought him up no i just you know what should he, know he, the facts it was like all over the the social medias uh, you know everybody was talking about well it. that makes it true yeah yeah well he did say it <clears throat> i mean well, that's true i don't know what how he defines polyamorous. Yeah, I think we need better definitions in in general because I I actually, because I've had clients say, you know, I went out with this guy and he said he's polyamorous or this or that. And I, you know, and so, and I've had to kind of like suss out, like, what does he really mean by that? You know? And, you know, it turns out, oh, he just wants to go to like a a sex club once in a while. I'm like, that's not polyamorous. That's not polyamorous. Like, so, you know, that doesn't mean he's like having another woman move in with you guys that hopefully you're both in love with. Like this is, you know, and it, and polyamory can look a lot of different ways. Yeah, but, I had this friend who was a dog, and he used to say, like, he said to me, "I think I'm, I'm think I'm polyamorous," and I was like, "Dude, no, you're, you're just, just a player. You're just a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, polyamorous." So, yeah, like I, I'm gonna try to find. I, I wonder if I remember there was a Huff Post article once that was actually really informative. It was really good. I should probably try to find that, and, like, post it on my site somewhere because it was, it. it it sussed it out, like defined these things like six or seven different ways, like all being valid. And I think it would be just really useful information for people, particularly if you're dating and somebody sort of like throws this at you on your second or third date. Right. And you're like, what does that even mean? You know? Yeah. Because for a lot of people that can just mean like, so you've already decided I'm not enough for you. Right. It can be very uh, insulting. Also, yeah. if you are that and you identify as that, that should be, be like the first thing you talk about like it shouldn't be the fourth date it seems to me you should lead with that yeah and not make it a surprise like once the person settles in and gets they, comfortable they get with kind you, of then excited you're like, and comfortable yeah, and you're like boom by the way <laughs> by the way i'm gonna go and, have sex with somebody else as yeah. soon as i get out of here yeah. <laughs> and that person's just going what what, what? yeah so yeah, that's we should probably just do like a whole thing on that. I'll 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 gather some okay. I'll gather some info. That's a yeah. good point though about definitions. I I, I find that just in general, mm-hmm. just definitions are, of words are constantly changing. You know what I mean? Like what? Like take the word feminism for example. Oh uh, yeah. Like it has so many different interpretations. I just think of it as you everybody's equal equal rights equal pay all that right. it's just everybody's equal but other people define it as other things yes and it's all very like, i can probably think of like three or four different off the top of my head about yeah yeah and it, look at that yeah it gets confusing yeah you know and i you know and i think that's because we're in an age of everybody having a platform and and every you know and and um sort of creating their hashtag and like creating their their whole you know, their whole thing, their whole thing around it. And, and 
um, tweaking it to their message. Right. You know, so we, yeah, we do. I think we have to, that, that's why it's funny. It's funny even being live. It's like, you're just like, I just want to don't, you don't want to offend anybody with like the wrong word. I know. It's such a funny well, feeling. and the, like the you know, what all the stand-up comedians are talking about. I know. Now. It's like, but I, you know, it's like being live is funny because I just have fantasies of accidentally saying like something absolutely horrible. Oh, which you but totally I, could. I, I, yeah, I, you should be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> like that would like turn me into an instant you know villain for the rest I of my know. life, and I'm like, but what would that be like? Oh uh, yeah. You know, I you know. I'm not like I've been as drunk as Mel Gibson was that day and in Malibu not, yeah. and never said any of those, those things, things to anybody. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, for him, it was oh, I was drunk. Yeah. I was drunk. Yeah. And I think that's that's one last dating tip. Always make sure you see who this person is after a few drinks, because that will tell you a lot. Yeah. And with that, <laughs> that, that is just the tip, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, let me tell you a couple of things. If you would like more information about books or free downloads, I have some things on my website, like a texting guide and stuff. You can just opt in for my free resource library, and there's all kinds of crap there for you. I've got free downloads. I've got courses and coaching. You can visit sophievenable.com or intentionaldatingbook.com. And I want to thank Todd Robert Anderson for being here with me. Thanks for and having hopefully, me. Hopefully, hopefully he'll be here next week too. I hope. And um, and or I, actually, I don't because if I'm not here, that means yeah. I'm, I know this. I'm always rooting job. for you yeah. to get work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's good too. So <laughs> so thank you for being here. My pleasure. And this is Sophie Venable reminding you that you don't have to make your life perfect; just make it fabulous. 